Welcome to the 167 Podcast, a podcast to inspire, challenge, and encourage you. Our goal is to help you live into the 167 hours of your week away from church. And now your host, Shannon Patterson. Well, hey, everybody, and welcome to episode 14 of our Holy Week edition of the 167 Podcast. It is Holy Wednesday, and we are so glad that you are part of uh, today, and I hope that if you haven't listened to Monday and Tuesday, go back, but before I say much more, hey, I'm here with my friend Joshua. Hey, Josh. Hey, everybody. How's it going? Thanks for joining us along on episode 14. This is exciting. I know. These uh, Holy Week episodes have been really fun to do. It's been interesting having content put out every week, every day. I know. It's made the editing process a lot harder. It's like there's... (laughs) Five extra ones or four well, extra ones. Yeah, yeah. And of course, we say we're just going to talk for 15 minutes and it ends up being 25 yeah, or 30, yeah. but you know, so. <laughs> um, but I keep just, uh, it sounds like we're tooting our own horn and I don't mean it to be that way, but I do hear positive feedback, which I guess we're not really going to hear negative feedback. You know, I don't think someone's going to call us or text us and be like, your podcast stinks. So, but I'm hearing positive things, Josh. Are you as well? I'm hearing positive things. So. Um, You'd be, you'd be surprised what people can do behind a keyboard. They, oh, say, well, yeah. that's true. Yeah. <laughs> well, but, but they're, you know, they're, they're just, sometimes I think the, the greatest um, way to show dissent or disagreement is to say nothing at all. And so, mm-hmm. you might, but anyway, I don't want to go there. No, I mean, so, not, but no, I just, I hear encouraging things um, from content, like, thank you so much mm-hmm. to, wow, you sound like you know what you're doing. Yeah. yeah. <laughs> Before we get jumped into Holy Wednesday, I just yeah. want to do a big thank you to everyone that helped make last night possible. It was yes. incredible. Yeah, it was a wonderful, wonderful time. It just, you know, those kind of opportunities, Josh, to get together and um, just it like be in the presence of God. And and it could be, I mean, I think I'm speaking for everybody, but I, I definitely, speaking from my perspective as... Mm-hmm. The lead pastor, the lead teacher, you know, who's, I've kind of got all this on my mind that I'm trying to prepare for, right? you know, um, to be able to just kind of show up and yeah, there's some, a little bit of behind the scenes work, but just to be able to be present is just so, so good. Right. Yeah. And so, and I, and I think that most people feel that same way. It's just a good time to be together. So, uh, it was a great job uh, as always, um, you know, the worship, um, you know, I, I said something on Sunday morning as, uh, on our Palm Sunday, which was also wonderful by the way. But, um, I said something about how I don't think we realize how good we have it in regard to our musicians and the leadership Mm -hmm. Justin brings to that ministry until we go somewhere else or Mm -hmm. we see something else and we're like, Oh wow, we really are. (laughs) (laughs) So, I mean, just, uh, you know, that, the musicians and and the vocalists and everyone that Justin the team he's developed and just his passion for leading worship is yeah it's and, so good and the talent of course is there but it's not just the talent the heart of each individual on stage shows mm-hmm. week in and week out yep so for sure um, yeah the talent is incredible but just the spirit that they exude while leading worship is just phenomenal mm-hmm. it and it's very evident it last night. Yeah, so we are um, making our way towards the cross. Um, way down, down. 
<laughs> so how you, so you do that. Um, so today where we're going to be is in Mark chapter 14. And we're going to read of this, of the night on this Wednesday night of, of Holy Week where um, it's a really special night. And again, I mean, I need to reiterate this even for myself. Because when we read these things in scripture, you kind of go, yeah, I know this is coming. <laughs> oh, funny, funny story, I guess. I don't know. <clears throat> right. So last night, um, I decided that I was going to read basically Holy Week type scriptures to Mallory every night to kind of help her understand, you know, right. where yeah. we're going for Easter. And so last night we were reading about uh, Jesus. We were at the part of Jesus being betrayed, um, and or being arrested, right. and all that, that. So we're a little bit ahead, I guess. But um, <laughs> she looked at me and she was being so polite. I could tell she was trying to be polite. And she goes, "I already, I already know what happens." <laughs> I was like. <laughs> Yep, yep, you do. I said, well, you know, let's read the background and hear what's going on. I, I know what's going to happen. We, but that's that's uh, interesting because you have a kid that knows what's about to happen. Mm. Mine, Adeline, uh, got to participate in her first um, Palm Sunday yeah. walkthrough. Yeah. And that was a thing. That was a thing. But um, <laughs> one of the things we told Adeline was that we're we're doing this to... Remember when Jesus comes into Jerusalem, and then she goes, "Well, after the service, she goes, where is he?'" Where's I thought we were coming to see Jesus. So we're we're at that weird place where she's starting to pick up on things, but mm -hmm. she can't comprehend. Mm -hmm. Do you have any? No, no. <laughs> I, no, I mean, if you're gonna say, "Do I have any advice?" No, just you know, keep talking about it, and you know, eventually she will. She'll get it. Yeah, you know? I mean, well. You, know, you hope she does, but yeah. I think just the um, the understanding of it's it, this has already happened, but we still celebrate it. Mm -hmm. You know, and that's one of the things I, I like. A you mentioned in I can't remember if it was Monday or Tuesday's uh, podcast about I think it was Mondays that you did not grow up with any kind of Holy Week. I mean, it went from hey, it was just always Easter's coming. You know, mm -hmm. yeah. I mean, you probably made a mention of Palm Sunday, but, you know, people didn't go waving branches and They'd stuff. They put palms on the bulletin. Right. Oh, there you go. A little clip art. Yep. Yeah, awesome. Um, but, you know, this is one of the things that I appreciate about um, our tradition, um, the Wesleyan tradition, uh, you know, taken down through the centuries, you know. But... Um, more like Armenian, I guess you could say, of of recognizing what has happened before and giving it a place in in the life of a congregation mm -hmm. and remembering. You know, I mean, that's one of the things that you hear God saying a lot um, in in the Old Testament uh, is to remember, to remember, to remember. When you when you get into Exodus and he's talking with Moses, I mean it's really a lot about remember what I told Abraham, remember what I said. Right. And God wants us to remember. And so I think for us to walk through Holy Week to the cross and then the empty tomb, uh, for us to pause and remember. And that's what this week is about in this podcast and 
what we're doing, uh, what we did on Tuesday night in worship is to pause and remember and remember what God has done. So that's what you do with your daughter is you say, hey, let's let's remember something that you don't even, you're going to learn it and then you're going to remember it. Right. <laughs> so anyway, um, Mark chapter 14, you ready to jump in? Let's do it. All right, cool. So here we go. Um, whew, I'm reading from the New Living Translation, starting in verse 1. It was now two days before Passover and the festival of unleavened bread. The leading priests and the teachers of religious law were still looking for an opportunity to capture Jesus secretly and kill him. Uh, mm-hmm, yeah. Verse 2, this is, this is what they said. So this is in quotes. But not during the Passover celebration, they agreed. <laughs> or the people may riot. So it's like, hey, we want to kill a guy, but let's don't do it during the religious holiday because that wouldn't be good. And all the people that are here to celebrate this religious holiday, they might get upset. So, I mean, you just see the the diabolical nature of this. Now, I'm going to interrupt you. Sure. But now that I know the um, flipping of the tables and everything Uh was the same week, um, was was Jesus even on the radar of... These high level of priests before yes this yes okay. yes yeah okay yeah they they knew of him for sure for sure um, but now he's come to Jerusalem for the Passover celebration gotcha. and so and people are flocking to see him verse three meanwhile so that's going on as you know it's like off to the side <laughs> they're having this they're plotting meanwhile Jesus was in Bethany at the home of Simon a man who had previously had leprosy. So, you you know, Jesus had healed him. Yeah. Okay. And they think COVID's bad. Yeah. <laughs> oh, man. While he was eating, a woman came in with a beautiful alabaster jar of expensive perfume made from, and this makes me chuckle, from Essence of Nard. Now, the reason it makes me chuckle is if you happen to watch The Office, friends, then you know... Who the Nard Dog is. I don't want so, to I know you don't because you're a weirdo. But oh. Essence of Nard. It was it was a very, very, very expensive uh, perfume uh, scent. And so I don't even know what Nard is. But there was an essence of it. And it was expensive. <laughs> and she broke open the jar. So this wasn't like a twist off top. I mean, you know, it was like it was sealed. And she broke open the jar and poured the perfume over his head. Some of those at the table, and, and if, it's interesting if you read different um, gospel uh, takes on this. Mm-hmm. In, in John, it, it names Judas as the someone. Oh. Um, but in the Mark, it doesn't. But I just... I. Well, well, that'll be how we need to start writing down. That'll be a podcast for another day. Yeah. Comments because um, I think Mark is is the best gospel in my opinion. Anyway, so um, <laughs> some of those at the table were indignant. Why waste such expensive perfume? They asked. Um, which, hmm, you know, before even wasting such expensive perfume, which I think reveals the heart of the. The person, and it's not even about the. We there's a point made about the. It says it could have been sold for a year's wages and the money given to the poor. <laughs> um, but I think it also reveals something deeper in the heart of that person mm-hmm. that it's being wasted. Right. 
on Jesus. Hmm. Anyway, verse 6, But Jesus replied, Leave her alone. Why criticize her for doing such a good thing to me? You will always have the poor among you, and you can help them whenever you want to, but you will not always have me. She has done what she could and has anointed me, has anointed my body for burial ahead of time. I tell you the truth, wherever the good news is preached throughout the world, this woman's deed will be remembered and discussed. And guess what? We're talking about it. We're doing it right now. Yeah, right. Um, Verse 10, this, uh, then Judas Iscariot, one of the 12 disciples, so now it names him, went to the leading priests to arrange to betray Jesus to them. They were delighted when they heard why he had come, and they promised to give him money. So he began looking for an opportunity to betray Jesus. Um... What was going on in his heart, Josh, um, that he went to the leaders to betray Jesus? And, you know, again, you can read in other mm-hmm. uh, scriptures that say that, um, you know, that that Satan, you know, moved him to do right. this kind of thing. And I mean, isn't that, what the, isn't that how it's presented in the Passion of Christ? Mm-hmm. Yes. Yeah. Yes. Um, there is one... Theory, and I can't think of the term that they use about Jesus, Judas. I can't remember the term, but that say it like it would say like he, in his heart, he wasn't actually trying to betray Jesus. He wanted to push him to do godly action against these people or something. Mm. I can't remember. I've never heard that. Huh? Judas. Uh huh. Look it up. Google it. You have the Googles. Perfect radio talk. <laughs> yeah, uh, you know that thing. Uh, yeah. So what we've done on Monday and Tuesday so far, and so to, we'll continue today, is based on this scripture, we're going to just offer a couple of what we call porch points, and they're just opportunities for you to stop and ponder, which we've already done a little bit of pondering um, for your personal study and prayer and all that. So... The first porch point I wanted to mention is that, so we've got the chief priests and the scribes, these religious leaders, and they are actively looking for a way to kill Jesus, but um, they knew they could do it among the people. They knew there would be an uproar. And and here's the question is, why did the people, why would all those people that, that the religious leaders were concerned about, um, why did they care what happened to Jesus? And because you have to know, not every one of them n- knew he was the Messiah. Mm-hmm. Um, they just knew that he was someone who worked miracles or was right. a good teacher. Or everyone else was talking about Jesus, so they're going to go check out. I mean, let's not pretend that we're not people who jump on bandwagons, you know, when something we hear about something really great or yeah. someone really great. So. But he had done all these wonderful things among them. He had healed the sick. He had given sight to blind people. Um, And he had made... It was publicly known that he had shown extreme kindness to people that that the religious leaders and, and any actually good practicing person of the Jewish faith 
would not do, you know, the Samaritan woman, you mm-hmm. know, like all these occasions and conversations, and even Simon the leper himself. Right. You know, the religious law is you don't go near a person with leprosy. Mm-hmm. You know, they're unclean. Right. And so he had, like, developed this, um, I don't know, history of of doing things that other leader teachers had never done before. So he was very well... No. Let me finish this point and then see what you've come up with over there in your research. Uh, <laughs> so the question, uh, listener, for you to think about is what are, what are some ways that Jesus has changed your understanding of what it means to, to love and serve others, the way that Jesus did so? And, and then to go, okay... God, are there times that I have been indignant of of other believers and I've thought that what they're doing is wasteful or what they're doing is uh, not as important, but perhaps they are, you know, operating with this understanding of it's what you've called them to do. You know, here is what everyone assumes is Mary, the sister of Simon the leper, who is... Um, anointing Jesus and people are saying it's a waste. And, um, I don't know. I just, I think that's something to come to contemplate is what does it mean for, to love others the way that Jesus has loved them? Because he certainly showed love to the least of these. Um, and then for us to go, okay, God, would you magnify this fruit that, that comes, uh, that you've, that you've, given me these gifts, God, I want you to use them. I want you to magnify these gifts, um, for your glory. So did you, did you come up with anything? So it's, it, it actually is one of the four main theories about Judas. Oh, is that, um, since, um, Jesus was coming in Jerusalem and he had all this power that they thought he was going to fulfill the coming to earth and taking over because it was the perfect opportunity, Passover and stuff like that. So there was these uh, few people that kind of were rallying around Judas, thinking that Jesus was just going to come in and take power. Well, Jesus hadn't done that yet, so he was trying to push Jesus into it. Mm. That's a theory. Okay, yeah. I'm kind of interested in the other three now. But... Uh, there's the Satan entered Judas during the Holy okay. Week. Okay, yeah. Um, Judas was just a bad apple to begin with. Mm-hmm. And then uh, theory... There's one theory that Ju- Judas didn't actually betray Jesus. He actually worked in, he was like the liaison between Jesus' crew and the Pharisees. Like, we know this needs to happen, so you're going to be the one to go and do it? Yeah. Ooh. Hmm. Yeah. So, I mean, it's four theories, but... Yeah. Hmm. And I'm sure there's someone really, really so much smarter than me out there. That oh, goes, yeah. No, here it is. Yeah, there's this like I, I I just had time to read the quick overview, mm-hmm. but there's like a whole like this oh, yeah. pages and pages on yeah. each one. And you, I don't know. I just think like the the probability, the possibility for all of this, any one of those to happen is there. Um, when you the the bad apple theory, mm-hmm. you know, and that's one I have heard where it's. Jesus called Judas knowing that, that that was going to be the you know, end result. Mm-hmm. Um, but I, I don't know. I don't know. 
And see, this theory about Judas trying to force Jesus to rise to power, kind of, and it leans on hard of that's why he committed suicide, because he realized he'd screwed up. Yeah. And there was no coming back from it. Yeah. But then in in the bigger picture, did he screw up? Because the I mean, prophecy was that he that Jesus was going to be handed over. Yeah. And he was going to be, uh, I don't know. Hmm. It It's interesting. Yeah. He, he is pro- he is very perplexing because I just I always assumed he was like like he like sinister sinister like, I mean because that's how he's always been portrayed in almost yeah. everything and mm-hmm. then you read and then you read a a book that breaks down the gospels and they go well now wait a minute there there could be multiple layers mm-hmm. to wow why he did what he did oh, yeah well, something to talk about <laughs> down the to road talk about. Well, here's another point in in regard to this. So, when the woman with the 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 flask of nard, <laughs> just every time it makes me laugh, <laughs> um, when she broke it and poured it over Jesus's head, some said, "You know, you're wasting this." And yet Jesus called her anointing of him in verse six. He said, "This is beautiful." Mm-hmm. And I just think that's, I mean, wow! Imagine Jesus. Naming something that you've done for him as right. beautiful. Whew. And so here's the question, and this is going to, you know, and this comes on the on the heels of our worship night last night, is would, would God call your worship of him, would he call it genuine? Would he call it beautiful? Mm. Mm. And so it's like, okay, what if we took a moment and remembered the character of God why he alone is worthy of worship as as king as as lord of everything and then because in that what it does is if if there's any apathy in us or wrong motives in us let me talk about wrong motives you know talking about judas if there's wrong motives or apathy in our heart we can ask god to say you know lord would you purify would you purify me from all of these things that are just, they don't line up with you. They are not holy. They are unrighteous. And because I want to come before you with a genuine and a beautiful act right. of worship. That's a, that's a intensive, um, time of, you know, kind of introspection and mm-hmm. checking your heart, right? You check yourself. And, and it, it kind of brings to mind, um, when Jesus was at the temple before, and the woman brought um, the two coins, mm-hmm. and then yeah. like that was all she could give, and then this is like this is probably the most that this woman could give, and it's kind of funny like that. There's the parallel. It doesn't matter if it's a lot or a little, yeah. But it's the most you can give, and it's beautiful in Jesus's eyes. Ooh, yeah. And he knows. I mean, yeah. it's not like we're hiding. You like, know. there was probably several cans of nard in the story <laughs> with the woman with two coins. You know? Yeah. 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 But that that wasn't the point. It, yeah. wasn't, it wasn't that these people were giving these things that they could spare. Right. It was what, giving... What can I... Mm-hmm. It was giving... What does... What, what does he need? Yeah. And he needs all of... Right. All of me. Right. And then the, you couple that with the, um, she was in her act of anointing Jesus, you know, he said, she's preparing me for burial, mm-hmm. which had to be, again, one of those moments if you're a disciple sitting there and you're going, 
Um, are you? Should, should I update my resume? <laughs> like, yeah. What's what? What are you talking about, yeah. Jesus? Because it's just so hard to to grasp. Um, talking about Judas and his his betrayal, and this, you know, I was trying to think of some application points on this and. Have you ever been, but you don't, not you, Josh, <laughs> say names, but like I was going to say, have you ever been betrayed by someone that you've deeply cared for? You know, that's why don't just start listing people's names because that wouldn't be appropriate in a podcast. Mm. Um, but you know, think about that listener. Like when we have been betrayed, how, how did you feel in that moment? Like, how did you feel about that person? How do you, how did you feel about yourself, about God is, and this is one of these porch points we want to make because we're making our way to the cross as well. Okay. And so is there anything that you still need to resolve? Is there any healing that you still need to seek that you need to either confess or uh, ask for forgiveness or offer forgiveness for something? Um, so that you can make your way to the cross and leave it there. It's possible that Judas may have been, you know, that this is one of those theories yeah. that, that Judas may have been offended um, for being rebuked over the alabaster yep. flask in, in front right? of yeah yeah because Judas' job was to be over the, the, the finances right mm-hmm. um, or you know maybe he was tired of waiting for Jesus to act in that big way like you're talking yeah. about you know and start that revolution but whatever the reason Judas had he, enough he thought and so he looks for this opportunity to betray Jesus and so you know have have you been hurt by God have you have you felt that you know because for whatever reason Judas was ready to just be done with with Jesus and for some of us, that seems like, oh, you can't, how could you even fathom that? But have you ever found yourself, or do you know someone who's just like, I'm done with God? Mm-hmm. I'm done with, I'm done with this. Um, you know, I, I just don't feel like this is, you know, um, you know, I'm, I'm wounded, you know, if I don't trust, you know, God, how does, God doesn't hear me, God doesn't care. And, and I think that's something, again, as we make our way to the cross, that we say, okay, God, would you show me, is there any hurt, is there any resentment um, or feeling of betrayal that, that I have towards you? Mm-hmm. And, um, and ask God to heal that and to, to reveal that. So um, I think reconciliation, I've talked about this many times, is always the key. Yeah. Um, that should always be something that we're seeking if, if we're followers of Jesus, uh, whether that's reconciliation with God or with one another. Um, and so I think that's something that we need to be making our way towards. This is a, this is a hard day in the Holy Week because on one hand, you've got this beautiful example of the anointing. Um, and then at the same time, the betrayal. Mm-hmm. Um, and it's just getting closer and closer to Friday. And so it's it's a it's a interesting day in the week because for those who understand um or I'd say those who were committed to Jesus are like okay yeah he's being anointed mm-hmm. he's being blessed um obviously Jesus was 
he was content, he was doing things that made his disciples go, what, what are you, what's going on here? Like, why are you doing that? Why are you doing this? And is this the right thing to do? Are you sure we should go into Jerusalem? You know? And he's like, yes, you know, I've got to do this. And so I think for the ones that were really leaning in and committed, they were like, all right, something's going on here. So, mm-hmm. And imagine the betrayal that the, the other disciples felt from Judas. Right. I mean, that's something you don't really talk about a lot, but you know they had to be ticked off. Well, I mean, when Jesus gets arrested, which we'll talk about later, but, I mean, we see, you know, someone gets an ear chopped off, so you could see right. their response to that. So, so listeners, that's uh, our Holy Wednesday. Yes, sir. Zealot was the word I was oh, looking for. Oh, okay, in, yes. In other... Um, that he was a zealot. He that was Judas a zealot. Was, okay. Judas was a zealot and was like trying to basically go full force gung-ho mm-hmm. on getting... He's put all his faith in Jesus, so he's ready for him to take power, and he's sick of Jesus' passiveness. <laughs> which makes you go which makes you go okay is it really Jesus that you're for if suddenly you're willing to exactly, bypass exactly that's him. that's why that theory has a little bit of like that way to stuck or that has stuck with me for a little yeah. while because I heard it when we were doing a study through Luke mm-hmm. um when I was in high school yeah and for some reason like that kind of stuck with me about him being so gung ho that he wasn't actually doing the work of Jesus because he just wanted uh, it to be as flashy as possible. Well, and you know, oh gosh, we could go. That's another episode. Well, the whole thing of being a zealot, you think, well, goodness, that's just ridiculous. But we just came out of a um, the month of no- November in the United States of America, and there was this thing called an election that happened. Oh Lord! Oh yeah! And um, political it, zealots. Yeah. Yeah, oh, yeah. I mean, to the point that it's like it's not even about the, um, you know, it's like we'll we'll do whatever it takes to do to get our person, and this that is a statement that can be applied to, to either anybody. side. Yes. So, I'm not gonna. Nope. I'm not no gonna, further than that. <laughs> I'm gonna leave it right there. <laughs> All right, so listeners, there there we are with our Wednesday, Holy Wednesday, uh, where we see the betrayal. And the blessing. I'd say the blessing and the betrayal as we make our way to the cross. I hope that um, this time... Josh, would you close us in prayer today? I'd love to. Together? Yeah. Dear Heavenly Father, thank you so much for the opportunity to be able to um, do this podcast and, and bless the people recording it, listening to it. And may we remember as we go through um, this Holy Wednesday that... Um, Giving your all to God is probably the most, well, it's obviously the most we can do, but it it takes a different form, and it's up to us to have our relationship with you squared away that we can actually understand what we are expected to give to you, God. Mm And just make us aware as we're walking through Holy Week of the love that you have for us and the desire for closeness you have for us. Mm-hmm. In your name I pray. Amen. 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 We'll be with you guys tomorrow. All right. See you. See you. Bye. Bye. 
You've been listening to the 167 Podcast. Join us next time for more insights to inspire, challenge, and encourage to help you live into the remaining 167 hours of your week.